This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. It takes a minute. It takes a minute. Beep! Providing insight. It kind of sounds like some kind of howler monkey. Commentary. You're about to see something happen here. And conjecture. He's found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. How, how you doing, Bradley? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm getting by. I'm kind of in some... I'm, I'm having a cold sweats. You're a little under the weather. A little under the weather. I'm getting some meat sweats. You're sounding good. I'm sounding good for now. We'll see how long I can keep it up. It's going to be a, a test of endurance, but I do I, not want to let our listener down. No, no. He or she would be disappointed. I was a little concerned when you said, you know... You were not feeling well because, you know, I didn't want to tax your delicate physiology. Is that yeah. a word? Physiology? This is, this is, and this, I will admit, this has made me very delicate. <laughs> Going on like five days now, it's like the, Oof. I feel all right. I feel fine. But then I like exert myself a little bit. And then it's like this, oh, like the cold sweats and oh, I just, oh, I can't. Let me just lay down. But then I feel fine again. Like last night I went to bed. Around uh, 8.30 p.m. That's pretty nice. Got up today around 7 a.m. And felt great. And felt great most of the day other than having, you know, some some cold symptoms, some sniffling and some other things like that. But then, uh, but yeah, I'm starting to get the, you know, as soon as I kind of came home from work, I started to just get the, the sweats again. So that's how it works with you is... You know, when you're sick, you when you wake up, that's the best you feel all day, and then it slowly goes downhill? I wouldn't say that. I, it's all different. Each sickness has its own kind of footprint. Hmm. Where it might be, like, good in the beginning and end and bad in the middle, or great in the middle and bad in the beginning and the end, or bad in the end or bad in the beginning. It goes all different ways, I would say. This is different than usual in the sense that I don't just feel, like, really sick and get better. It's just been more like this low-level extreme weakness I've had for, for several days now. That's no good. I'm sorry. Yeah. So That's it's terrible. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. Well, today is a lot better. The last four or five days, I've just had like, on top of the weakness, like a splitting headache also. At least that's gone today. I think getting that 11 hours of sleep fixed me up. I needed that. So I go the opposite, whether it's a sickness or an allergy conundrum when i wake up in the morning that's the worst it's like i don't want to move i don't want to get out of bed i don't want to do anything i feel the worst and then slowly throughout the day i start to feel better and better and better until you know it's time for bed and it's like you know what i'm feeling good this is gonna be all right and then as soon as i sleep the next morning it's like it's come back and it's redoubled its efforts yeah, I, I definitely know that that pattern as well, without a doubt. Usually, waking up is the hardest thing to do, but after I kind of shake that off, after maybe like a half hour or something. It's the hardest part. Yeah, it's always morning time, but I just don't want to get out of bed usually, ever, so. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So did you watch that uh, movie I sent you right before yeah. we started? Yes. Have you seen that before? 
The trailer? That, yeah. No. Were you aware that that existed? No, Brad. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I think we have a candidate for our second deep cast. It's all of the things that I hate most about not only movies, but the world. <laughs> Except so, for the, see. with the possible the music exception of Twisted Sister, Quiet of, Riot, and R- Journey. Well, you know I've seen Tom Quiet Cruise, Riot in concert. Musicals. Right. Where, where, to, where, where do we even begin with any of that? So, I will say this. So Russell Brand is the only redeeming quality if, of that if, movie. If you haven't put it together yet, dear listener, <laughs> we are talking about the 2000... I believe it was 2012 motion picture adaptation of the Broadway musical Rock of Ages, which features all of your great best hair metal band songs from the 80s. Well, I shouldn't say hair metal. It's not all that, right? Like, there's a Pat Benatar in there. It's songs from the 80s. Journey isn't really hair metal. Well, it's not just 80s. They have hair, but... I wouldn't call them metal per does se. It, does it creep into well, the early nineties though too? Who's really counting? Who's counting? It might. I mean, the uh the but also I will say this though, you will take interest. The Broadway show did feature nothing Renegade. A, by nothing Sticks. I like more than a good Broadway show, Brad. Well, it features the music of sticks. Nothing mm. I like more than uh, an overplayed, overworked, overwrought, bullshit stick song. Like, let's not do, uh, you know, After You Leave Me or Quick Is the Beat of My Heart. Let's not do those. Let's not do something off uh, Serpent. Let's not do 22 Years or Witch Wolf. No, let's they do Renegade. To, they have to go for the crowd, please. I know. They you got to give them that. Come I on. understand, but you can't... Um, so this movie has, so yes, it stars Tom Cruise in some sort of Axl Rose-esque persona. Now, have you seen this movie? I've watched this movie front to back. Front to back. Can I ask you a question? Because I haven't seen this movie. Can <laughs> yes. I ask you a serious question? Ask me a serious question, please. All, all kidding aside. Yes. What do the church ladies have to do with this movie? Okay, so the church ladies, they hate rock and roll. They're like the villains. They want to shut it down. So they're going to shut down rock and roll by out-rock and rolling them? Well, they they kind of, yeah. I guess so. Well, Aretha, okay, Aretha so one, Franklin ain't rock church, and roll? The shut church up. ladies have... It's soul, damn it. ...have two songs, as far as I can remember. The one song was, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Well, that's... Granted... I really only vaguely consider that rock and roll. So, okay. And there is kind of a medley with the rock and roll people on one side of the street with like the big sawhorse dividers up. And on the other side is all the church going people protesting rock and roll. And there's kind of a medley. So the rock and roll people are singing, we built this city on rock and roll. Bay City Rollers. Whereas the... um. So it's the church la, lady people are singing, we're not going to take it. A la no, Scott Pilgrim, it. where it's, uh, you know, fight scenes as, as visualized through musical performances. Yeah, it was kind of like that. So, like, they mashed the two songs up. So they were singing Twisted Sister, the church ladies, at that point. So Pat Benatar, 
and Twisted Sister. Am I correct that that Twisted Sister is we ain't gonna take it? Well, I think so. Yeah, that is. That's Twisted Sister. I just had to look it up quick to make sure because my some of that knowledge is not. Because again, yeah. when I'd be looking for Sticks albums in the tape section, I'd sometimes like I'd try to guess where it would be, and I would go yes. bam, and I'd hit the T section, be like, "Oh, twisted!" Now I got to go back to the left. Of course, the church ladies are really just secretly they are in love with Stacy Jacks. That is Tom Cruise's character. They Who kind isn't? of have this repressed sexual energy, this <laughs> lust that they then fear, and that is why. You know, they are so adamantly against. It's the strongest emotion, Brad. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like the whole, you know, the people that are homophobic the most, you know, they're probably. Right. They got some yeah. tendencies. Exactly. And by so some, it's, it's I the mean same all of kind the of tendencies. Thing. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing playing out again here with uh, the church ladies, um, their hatred now, I can tell you're Their pretty so-called ex- quote-unquote hatred of rock and roll and specifically Stacy Jacks. For some godforsaken reason, you're all fired up on Rock of Ages tonight. <laughs> can I ask why? Like, well, one, it's just fucking awesome, man. <laughs> it stars Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin Paul sings Giamatti. like I love rock and roll. Oh, um, nothing but a good time. He has parts in like a lot of these songs, actually. Has an amazing, lovely duet with Russell Brand. Over now, I can't see, fight this feeling anymore. That's really what I good. was going to say, is the one redeeming quality of this movie that I could tell was the fact that Russell Brand is in it. Because I love me some Russell Brand. Russell Brand is a pretty cool dude. But He's a pretty cool dude. This, I mean, granted, if I'm making this movie, I'm trying to make it good, I would want to get Russell Brand in there because he's perfect for Hell it. Hell yeah. But he couldn't do anything with the crap material here, really. I mean... The jokes and stuff were really lame. Like, the, were there jokes? Oh, there's lots of jokes. It's you know, it's kind of like a. It's, it's supposed to be tongue in cheek a little bit. It's I, definitely I tongue, only tongue in cheek. It's definitely a little tongue in cheek. So, um, the, but it's so, also a little serious. But but there's also <laughs> lots of just like knee slapping jokes. I gotta write that down. I'm writing that down. <laughs> It's also a little serious. Yeah. A little serious. The uh but there's lots of like knee, knee slapper Brad. type stuff in there like uh May 2014. He uh R E Rock of Ages. Okay, good. Like Alec Baldwin owns this club, the Bourbon Room, and he's like he's young at the bartender. Hey, I told you ladies always drink for free, and then the two what you think might be ladies turn around, but obviously they're guys just all glammed up. Oh, because like, oh, oh, they have you know? long hair. Like that's the caliber of joke in this movie. Oh, it's filled with a lot of those level jokes. Now, did you um, catch this one in the theater? IMAX, perhaps 3D. I wish I did. I so again, here's so all right. Not feeling well. High frame rate. Not feeling well. So what did I do? You got suckered into it. It's like, let's sit down on the couch and I watched Expendables 2. Become comatose. Well, Expendables 2, fine. There's explosions. Yes. Well, this was mostly, I started watching this because I was like, this, I remember, again, I remember seeing those trailers. Yeah. I was like, this looked really bad. I just want to kind of start it just to see. And then it's like, all right, I've started it. I'm going to just keep going because I'm kind of amused by just how bizarre this is. and. Uh, yeah 
But you know, it's not bizarre in the the right way, like in the in the way that they predicted it would be. Not in the way I think they predicted, or maybe right. Maybe we're just all not getting it. But I think it's really it's just quite something to behold. Or what I, about I this? Know. What about this? What so what if what if they're just you know it's Alex just Baldwin? Why well, no? But you know he's not against making a buck. What if it's just suits? In a room saying, you know, we have these relationships with RCA and Columbia Records and Sony and whoever. We got all these old catalogs of like, you know, quote unquote, classic material. I won't even put quotes around it. It's classic material. It's shit we grew up with. They yep. know it strikes a chord with, you know, people. With people that are now the prime Broadway going age. Right. So it's just like, how do we monetize all this old material? And that's how they chose to do it. And then they could even have a film adaptation of it. I mean, that's yeah. that's all it is, right? And then everybody sure. gets a little kickback from it. So it's like, the movie, the plot, none of that really matters. It's just monetizing content. That's all it is, right? Like, they weren't trying to create something new, necessarily. They're just monetizing old content. Sure, sure. I don't know. Maybe that's not that profound, but it's like, that's really well, all sure. it is. Like, you that's have this old doing. back catalog of shit, and it's like, you know, Twisted Sister albums aren't flying off the shelves anymore, so how can we move a couple of more units? Well, so, one way is to sell the soundtrack for this Broadway musical slash film adaptation that we're going to do. Somebody's going to go out, 10,000 somebody's, and buy Twisted Sister now. Right. Even if it's only on that compilation. Well, well, so are you saying that if instead this was someone's um, instead of this being like the result of uh, friendship formed three strategic marketing meetings ago, it was in fact someone's like passion vision. This was their Citizen Kane. It would be better. In in the words, in other words, it would be better in the sense that it would be even more fun to just wonder about it. Well, I don't think so because they never would have got permission to use all those songs. You know, I don't know, maybe. They had to you cut deals. Know. They'd they'd have to pay like, you know, twenty grand a pop. Well, he there. got that financing, right? He had this dream, and he went to whatever parent company this is that owns all those labels that all these songs are from, and is like, "Hey, here's my here's my pitch." So I think yes. And they're like, "You have the passion to pull this off." I think it would be even more of a spectacle to look at, kind of like Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights when he was like, you know, it's how he would uh, he roped in. Eddie Adams, Dirk Diggler, he'd he'd rope all the new people in by like going on about his passion for like not just doing porn, but he's gonna tell a story. And then they're gonna squirt that joy juice all over and they're gonna have no choice but to sit in it because the story ropes them in. So yes, all out of the room, I think if this was somebody's passion project and not just monetizing a back catalog, I think it would be even more of something to look at. But that's me not having seen it. So take it for what it's worth. Maybe it's really great. Maybe I'd love it. I it, mean, it's, you it's been, you know, poo-pooed enough at this point that the expectations are pretty damn low. I think also probably what I suspect, although, is that perhaps something like the success of Glee somehow led maybe to this movie 
They were like, well, Glee is a musical that uses pop songs. Right, right. That's for the younger generation. Let's and tap like, into these well, older have, people. Yeah, we have this musical in our back catalog that I've never heard of it on Broadway. Like, I'm not sure if this, like, played three weeks and they shut it down because they're like, yeah, this does not work or it was a success or what. But they're like, well, we have this rights, the movie rights to this musical we optioned seven years ago and we're probably never going to do, We, you know, we kind of thought, well, we'll probably never do anything with this. But now look at Glee. It's the big thing. Rock of Ages was a five-time Tony-nominated musical. Now playing. Nominated. Well. How many Broadway musicals don't get nominated? I'm not sure. Do they all just get nominated? I mean, are there enough on Broadway? How many theaters are on Broadway? some don't get nominated at some point? I don't really know. I'm not in the business at all. I have no idea. I have no idea. Is that, I mean, is it pristine? prestigious prestigious i don't know five times though i mean despite the musical's title the Def leopard song of the same name is not included in the music <gasps> now see that's just a fucking travesty man what's the travesty with this show you call it rock of ages and you don't include the song of the same name that's that's Pure madness, Brad. Pure, unadulterated madness. I have, I have a question for you, though, real quick. Yes. <clears throat> what organization's checks does the dude use? Don't answer that. I won't. It's I not for way, you to I was answer. I'm not sure what you're doing. <laughs> There's another question for our quiz. I'm just going to pop it in there because I just had it up and I have to find it and I had it so I didn't want to lose it. So there it is. What organization's checks does the dude use? I guess to give you a little more background on that, it's I presume it's when he's at the grocery store writing a check for the half and half. There. See, we're making it. We make it easy. We make it easy to submit answers to this quiz because there's another t-shirt up for grabs out there. Yep. One has been claimed. One has been claimed. There's another up for grabs. Yep. Head I- on over to gutterballs.tv, click the contact link, or using- touch it if you're not one of those mouse people, you're using like a touch screen. Use that contact link though. Takes you, you to a form. Can you be more announcerly? Can you be more announcerly a little bit? Like, give some, put some weight behind it here, Brad. I, I'm giving you all I got. Um, someone wants to FaceTime with me right now. Five one two, five five four. This is terrible. The last time you made me do this, it was a young girl. <laughs> That's true. Give it, it was a like, shot. Oh, really? I just answer it. Yeah. I'm going to cover the. Hello? Oh, goodness. Hello? Hi. How are. Um, it's Adam. Who's this? Yeah, well, I know who I am. My, I am Adam. That was terrible. 
Oh, Brad, why do you make me do that? You I don't know. I wish I got mysterious call. So who was that? It was another like ten year old girl, man. Well, they're probably the biggest users of FaceTime, perhaps. So that might they be They are, a- and they're always using it nonstop. Oh, jeez. Okay. What what now? Well, it's the same person. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't answer it this time. <sighs> See, it really is Adam, though. Okay, there. Done with that now. Jesus. Were you hearing? Could you hear that? Or was that just for me? I know, I couldn't. I wish I could. Mm, Damn. Yeah, terrible. Uh, I'm on an FBI list now, getting FaceTimes from, like, preteen girls. Why, though? How do they get my number? Because that's two different area codes now. It's so creepy. Now, my daughter's FaceTiming all the time, like all over the place, but that shouldn't have anything to do with this. Well, they could be FaceTiming your number or your Apple ID. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you think your Apple ID might be similar to uh, something 10-year-old girls might have? Well, I mean, there's tons of my names out there, you know, I guess. Could be. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like it. Maybe there's an Adma Welch. It's like a 10-year-old right. girl. Or, or Adam Welsh. Right. You know, you do the SH, maybe. Hmm. Oh, but yeah. Well... Most of the time, they're FaceTiming with boys at this point, you know. And it's just starting to ramp up. They are really thinking about it now. So 512 is an Austin, Texas number. Hmm. Okay. I feel like, didn't you say last time it was Texas? That seems right, doesn't it? I don't remember Because we were like, now. well, we know some people in Austin, so maybe. Right, maybe. Weird. Yeah, I don't remember. I I try to block out, you know, once it's recorded, Brad, I just try to zip through, edit it, and put it out there. Oh, yeah. Just make it be gone and not think about it again. Uh, We could talk about gutter balls if you want. I don't know if that's something you might be interested in just for a second. Gutter balls? The, the podcast that we're on right now? Yeah, well, I thought we would start the gutter balls podcast you know, about gutter balls midway through. So that way okay. it's not like this hard, you know, this hard cutoff. That's going to be a bit of a shock to the system when we get to episode 118. So we might as well, like, start now. What do you think? Gotcha. I, I'm following you now. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I don't really want to do that. That's a terrible idea. <clears throat> well, I think idea. we already did. We did. It's too late. We've done it. Oh, did we, we just do it? The other, we talked about the other... Oh, that's Call right. Got from yeah, Austin. It's right. happened. It's, it's happened. Whether you wanted to or not, it's happened. <laughs> Sometimes you just dive in and swim, Bradley. So let's let's talk about though the Big Lebowski. I Since guess. we're twenty three minutes in, we said we're going to try to keep this one to an hour. We'll see how successful that is. Oh, well, we're halfway through. <laughs> so we're yeah we're 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 over a third of the way through. 
All right. Yeah, we're practically to a half, actually. Okay, so I have a revisit. One revisit. Should we play the minute? We'll do a revisit, then play the minute? Let's do the revisit, then play the minute. The revisit is, I don't know what I was thinking last time, and I I kept saying crow-footed. He's crow-footed. It's not friggin' crow-footed. That's, like you said, that's the things, the wrinkles in the corners of your eyes. It's pigeon-toed, Brad. Pigeon toe, yeah. When your feet curve in, it's like think about a pigeon walking along, on the sidewalk, yep. you know, and their heads bobbing, and their feet kind of curve in. Pigeon toed, also known as an into gate. An into, <gasps> an into gate. I like that. An into gate. Yes, in hyphen toe gate. Into gate. Yep. It's a condition which causes the toes to point inward when walking. Yeah, well, it's not even just the toes, though. Like, obviously, the toes are. But it's like the whole foot is pointing inwards. Boop, 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 boop. There's something else that does that. It's one of those, like, like those wind-up, those old wind-up toys, you know, with that spring-wound wind-up on the side. They're short, like three, four inches tall, and they mm-hmm. go, and there'd be, like, Santa Clauses, Easter bunnies, I don't even know, birds. They go, and the feet would kind of go right over each other. It's kind of like that. That's an extreme example. Yeah. I'll try to look one of those up and put it it's in there. Most uh, common causes are metatarsis adductus, tibial torsion, or femoral antiversion. So that's just uh, some sort of bone thing, basically. Yeah. A curved foot, a twisted shin, or a twisted thigh bone, in essence. Yeah. Bone shit. All right. Time for the minute. Roll right. it. Your automobile, it can be claimed at the North Hollywood oh. Auto Circus there on Victory. For For fucking Hey, this is a private residence, man. Here we are. <laughs> here, oh, you got your radio voice back on there. It's I all do. smooth. What? You know? What a minute. Pretty good minute. Pretty we, good minute. <laughs> this is a good minute. I mean, you mentioned before being in the meat of things. Like, we're really in the shit now. Yeah, we are in the shit. You know, we have the dude, you know... We're on the cusp... To... We're the cusp of the junk, Brad. We're on the cusp of the junk. Yep. You know, the dude having to verbally call out his own property. <laughs> you know, I, I want to talk about that. This is, a, this is a private residence, man. I want to talk about that for a second. So, there's... There's leather-clad Germans in his home smashing his possessions. And 
the best he can muster is, hey, this this is a private residence, man. Well, like, at this point, wouldn't you he doesn't know out? what's going. I mean, because he until he sees Uli, Carl Hungus, I don't think he has any reason to understand who these people are. Granted, he's in a bit of a bind. He is worried that people are going to kill him. In the previous scene, he was complaining to Walter that they're going to kill him. They're going to kill that poor girl, and then they're going to kill me. He so should, you'd think he might be a little more alarmed, well, he should but he be is on, kind of just like, what? Uh, Brad. These people mistakenly came into this home thinking this is just like a... Brad. Yes. He's on DEFCON 5 at this point, or DEFCON 1, which is the bad one. I think DEFCON 1 is the bad one. Okay, he's on DEFCON 1 then, because he's already had two different sets of people break into his home and physically assault him. <laughs> And now he's letting a third set of people just come in there without freaking out. He's got his head dunked in the toilet. He's got punched in the face. And there's people in his home against his wishes, smashing shit. I'd be a little more freaking out. All I'm saying is I'm trying to agree with you a little bit here. Like, he's playing it off a little too cool. Granted, he's baked out of his gourd. I was going to say, it could be some really good whale song. Some really, some really good. Uh, Those whales put him in a good place. Poorly manufactured cigarette. He seems to enjoy so much. <laughs> I want to get to that poorly manufactured cigarette a little bit later too. But I thought it was worth noting that this is the third time now that his house has been broken into. It seems like he might react a little more strongly. That's all. I don't care if he sees that it's Uli or not. There's people smashing his record player and stuff. With a cricket bat. Like, you'd get up out of the toilet and, like, maybe close the door. It's a cricket bat. Nice work. Nice cricket bat. Did you just notice that? I I think I've always noticed that. But I never really, like, let it sink in, like... He has a cricket bat. It's not a baseball bat. No, definitely not. Or a golf well, club. Does he have a... Does he wield a cricket bat in the final epic confrontation? I guess I we'll have know. to wait and see. We'll have to wait. I'm not going to go Maybe that's why now. I have cricket bat stuck in my head also. I'm not sure. You know what? I seem to remember seeing that like maybe once, like way back there in the recesses. But yeah, that had um, long since escaped my memory. Cricket bat. Nice one. I like that. We've got, um, so I said we're on the cusp of the junk. We're in the meat. We're on the cusp of the junk. Those are related. The dude's junk? The dude's junk. We're on the, the cusp. The dude's junk and the dude's meat. Of the junk, Brad, because you watch this and he's in the tub and there's not too many bubbles and they drop the marmot, which is not a marmot. We'll get to that into the tub and he's freaking out and flailing around and I think for sure every time that I'm going to see the dude's junk come you know peeking up out of the water there but you don't you don't see any junk because he's lurching about and hiking up out of the water and slapping down on it the water's splashing around and up and down you think you're going to see a little you know a little uh, little wink here or there but you don't. You don't. Especially at 5341, 
and 5351. It's like it is so close. The junk must be, like I said, right on the cusp. We're on the cusp of the junk. But thankfully, we don't see, I don't want to see carefully, that. Carefully, you know? carefully. I bet on the cutting room floor, there's some, some dude junk. I bet you get a little little sneak peek. He probably has some little flesh colored, yeah, like, like protrusion, little like yeah thong type thing. Oh, kind of like Maud was wearing something. Although this would be maybe even a little because hers like went up high to kind of I think avoid the appearance. This would be something very low. Do you think the dude had a junk double for these cutaways of the tub? Because you can't see his face when he's flailing around, slapping at the water. Think it was somebody else? They have a junk double? Hard to say. I mean, very well, probably was, right? His leg looks a little like, hairless. Whether or not there's like a junk... I was going to say that too. You know, it's a little... I don't know if it's, if it's less hairless than him, but it, it, I, he is strangely smooth smooth and a little pink maybe smooth, now he is in the pink, bathtub smooth, but a little smooth. shiny uh, maybe but he's wet yeah. so that doesn't work it's yeah a little just like taut, smooth maybe pink taut um, and shiny pillowy. and like yeah pillowy that's nice embossed almost yeah because we've been treated to shots of the dude's legs a couple of times at this point on the chair in the titular Lebowski's office, when he gets flung into the limo, like we've seen it when he's talking to the two cops, you know, we have examined his thighs a good bit. And that just doesn't, it doesn't look like his thigh when you see the cutaway of it. Oh, goodness. Another call, but they hung up real quick. I can't live like this. We, they, you should just answer it and just treat them to the rest of this episode of Gutter Balls. Right, just cover the camera. We can break and into just, some new, a new demographic here. All right, that's, you know, that's what I'll do. But then we're cussing and swearing. And yeah, then, no, it's actually not a good it's idea. It's a terrible right. idea. The last thing you want is, who knows what, it's a, a misunderstanding. Now I'm censoring myself, you know, we can't have that. So we'll just keep it. We'll keep it in the ether for now. With German accent, where is the money, Lebowski? We wants the money, Lebowski. Oh. Again, same as the first scene. Right. I can hear you getting FaceTimed back there. No, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a phantom FaceTime, I guess. Just must have been. Uh, I, yeah. Must have where been is it. the money, Lebowski? With we German accent. German, I say that simply because I it's in have this up here with the subtitles. Well, I know. That's how you roll, man. That's how I roll. I like it. And it says, with German accent. I don't do it. I make it a point not to do it. I, I leave those nuggets to you. Those are your That's nuggets. my territory. That's your business. Do yes. you listen to it with your eyes closed? Um, no, I don't. That's, That's my thing. territory. I'm not going to go into your territory. No. no. Stay the fuck out of my territory, man. They do describe the noises. Well, no, I guess that's not the noises. I guess that's the marmot's noise. I was going to say they're describing the dude's noise as a shrieking. But I yeah. guess that's the marmot. They're really both shrieking. 
Now here at first, we're, yes, sure. I'm glad you said that because so marmot. Now that's a funny thing to say. Nice marmot because it's not a marmot; it's a ferret. Obviously, I'm not even sure what a marmot is. Well, neither was I. I thought it was just another name for a ferret, possibly. So I looked it up, and a marmot is a large squirrel. It's in a completely different genus. It looks like a groundhog, basically, is what a marmot is. Now, they can be colored like this ferret. They can be brown, black, white, multicolored, but they're a big, fat, like, groundhog-looking thing. Not to be confused with a marmoset, which I assume is... Well, it says right here that the, the groundhog of North America is a marmot. Is a marmot, right? So yeah, there you go. That's one of the many species of marmots. So marmoset is more is monkeyish. They got claws and they climb in trees. Yeah, marmoset's whatever. a whole different thing. Right. But yeah, a marmot is basically just a groundhog. Big fat squirrel. This is a ferret. But it's much funnier to say nice marmot than nice ferret, you know? Well, does it somehow tie into the cowboy lingo? And I'm not sure why, but I feel like marmot. Like, I'm not even sure why I know that word. Like, is it something that like cowboys say? Yeah, I do. Like, you marmot or something? Like, yes. I'm not even sure I can quite pull that from my brain completely right Keep now. Keep the change, you filthy marmot. No, not quite that. Hmm. They are from the Rocky Mountains, Black Hills, Pacific Ranges, Cascades, Sierra Nevada. Europe, you know, in India, Pakistan. The groundhog of North America is a lowland marmot. Yeah. The well, prairie we have dog. groundhogs here in PA. Right. They're all over so the they place. they don't mention, we're not in any of those other places. Well. Rocky Mountains, Black Hills. The groundhog. Nevada. Though. The, the, they're a little narrow there with the range. But the groundhog of North America is a lowland marmot, so I think it's implied that, you know... We're not up in the Rockies or in the high desert. Right, right. So that's kind of the lowland there. But anyway, they're all, they're a, you know, multi-opportunity marmots, I guess. But different genus altogether, ferret from marmot. This is definitely a ferret that they drop into the tub. This is one of the scenes, though, when I first saw it was like, <laughs> so... You know, these guys break into his home, and he's got the cricket bat, and they're smashing things. They're clad in leather. One of them is a kick-ass bassist, and you're like, this is going to be terrible. They're going to do something really, really horrible. And then they drop the ferret into the tub (laughs) with him right between his legs near his dude junk. is i think you got it i think you got it i uh i spared our (laughs) listeners though i muted it down i should have muted i have too many it's the setup is just too complicated dude i have like six microphones they each go to a different that's just like what the you have to get the surround and let me just say something dear listener if you're not listening to this podcast and surround sound you don't know what you're missing but anyway 
So you see these guys come in, and it's like, this is going to be horrible. They're going to cut his penis off. They're going to torture him. Instead, they drop a ferret into the tub between his legs, which initially is funny, but the more you think about it, like, that is, especially considering the dude's state, that is terrible. Right. Well, I was going to say, it works. It's so awful. Because the dude was getting his head bashed into the toilet by the other guy, and he was laughing it off. Right, but this... Throw a marmot into the tub, Ugh. next to your vulnerable bits, even. Ugh. It's, uh, yeah, it's no good. It's it's screeching and screaming and, like, flailing its adorable little claws around, and who knows where the tip of that claw might go as it's, you know, flailing its adorable little arm around, like... Could end really badly. You heard about Johnny Knoxville. He got into, he's doing some, I don't know what he was doing, some stupid bike racing stunt or something like that. And he got his, um, and there's a reason I bring this up, but uh, he got his urethra torn. Okay. Um, yeah, so, it, I mean, you can just Google Johnny Knoxville urethra or urethra injury. But anyway, it, like, tore parts of his urethra up, and he had to, for a long time then, as part of the healing process, insert a catheter, I was like, eight, somewhere between eight and 14 inches up his urethra to keep the passageway clear so that scar tissue didn't form and close it off otherwise he wouldn't be able to urinate and it would be um just a closed off system which could end real bad in a hurry especially if you ever drank any water mm. i don't know if you know why i'm mentioning that i'm not going to talk about the other reason why i'm mentioning that but Moving on okay. from that, I, I, I don't want to get into that. It's not a marmot, it's a ferret. It is horrible to drop it into the tub. That's actually, from what we can see, a much more effective terror tactic or torture tactic than actually water toilet boarding yeah. the dude. I mean, hand it to the nihilists They're and the Germans. Friggin' German, you know? You know, if anybody knows how to... You know, it's, they're threatening castration. Are we splitting hairs here? Right. We're going to do some, uh, you know, abject human atrocities. Leave it to the Germans. They know what they're doing. Mr. Bubble, Brad. Yeah, well, we mentioned you, there's bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be bubbles in the tub to keep this thing. I'm going into NC-17 territory, <laughs> even though there's quite a double standard in that regard. There is. There really... Well, there's upper nudity of men and women. There's not lower nudity of any women. Um, Not in this movie. Right. Oh, oh you mean in general. Sure. I just mean sure. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. Part of that's just the, you know, societal constructs. It's the patriarchy. It is. But it is. the Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble. I mean... So there it is, right? It, there it's it is. It's consistent. He also has a 
like ceramic scrubbing bubble. You know the scrubbing bubbles? From- I do know that. I do know that. I saw you- that little guy there. I put a link here. It's it's the scrubbing bubble. But it's a that's a product. It's a a a bathtub cleaning product. You spray it's just it. It's called scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, scrubbing bubbles. And you spray it on your bathtub and you just leave it there. You don't even have to scrub it. The bubbles do the scrubbing. And then that your bathtub sounds clean. awesome. It is awesome, actually. It is quite awesome. I'm sure it's horrible for the environment, but it is awesome, Brad. But I didn't realize that scrubbing bubbles was around in 1991, let alone that you could buy, like, a little pet scrubbing bubble. You were aware of this going back, what, however long, 23 years? Well, yeah, I figured, like, as a little kid, I know that little mascot, the little bubble with, like, the brush handles underneath that he has there. That yeah. to me, I can so I like consider that something like from my youth. Like I probably like, got my attention because like I'm a kid. And I you, only want to see something oh, that's a cartoon. Right. Here's boring commercials that have people. Oh, but there's this little cartoon, right? Yeah. Now I'm sorry I sent you a link here, but they're sold out. So you can buy these little adorable little fellas here, but they're sold out right now from stuff you crave. There see, it is. There, there it is. Well. So the one that looks like what the dude have here, it says 19, yeah, 1989 Dow Brands. Right, there it is. The other one says 1992. But that's more like a tray that has pictures of the bubbles on it. Right, right. That's true. But there it is. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, jeez. I just can't. Is there... How can I not accept... Is there a way to... Turn off FaceTime, <laughs> please. Probably. Oh, please reject all incoming. I mean, if I just turn it off, that doesn't seem to work. It just comes in. Preferences. Yeah, you probably have to. Um... FaceTime preferences. I have. There's not much. Oh, wait, FaceTime off. See ya. Oh, I just... But what, what about when I want to FaceTime you, dude? When was the last time you FaceTimed me? It's never happened. That's uh, completely false. What, like we twice? We ran this show based on FaceTime at first. That was horrible. That didn't work at all. No, it didn't work too well. So the dude is smoking his poorly crafted cigarette. Do you know what he's using to hold that poorly crafted cigarette with? Um, what, uh, not really. Some little holder thing, some little... It's his hair clip! It's his universally useful hair clip. There it is. Now... There it is. Which, if I had a really shitty cigarette like that, that basically fell apart as I was getting to the end of it, can you imagine a better implement to hold it like that? Well, he has it right there handy all the time. It's probably in his hair, you know? It's right there. Yank it out. But the travesty here is when the marmot, when the ferret gets dropped into the bathtub and he starts smacking around, you can see in the next shot. And if you go 5341, 5351, this is, you know, near the cusp of the junk, it's not in his hand anymore. 
So he probably threw the last little bit of his cigarette into the bathtub. So he lost I love that, that we're little the cigarette. Yes. <laughs> it's in the bath or on the floor, but yeah, it was like it's is gone. It's gone, man. Which if his reaction to people breaking into his home is any indication, it was probably a really good cigarette and that's a shame to lose even that little bit of what was left of that cigarette, so I, I just feel a little bad for him because then they're going to leave here in the next minute and then he's left to wallow in his own sorrow he's, and Garmin Bozia. Yeah, probably. He's also yeah. got one of those uh, classic incense burners, those wooden trays. Oh, yeah. That you can put the incense in. Got a couple of those uh, around my private residence too, man. As do I. I have a stone one. But I knocked it off the sill and it broke. So now it's just like one inch long. So like it doesn't catch any of the ash. That just goes on the sill. Like it's just used to hold up the incense now. Which is kind of a bummer. So I want you to... <sighs> this The best part about this minute to me, I think, is fucking flee, man. Two reasons for that. Number one is at 5316, like right when the dude's like, this is a private residence, man. Like Flea kind of steps from left to right into the doorway. And he, <laughs> he, yes, spots, I he spots the dude and kind of in his short little body frame kind of stands up on his tiptoes like there he is. See, he goes up on his tippy toes. He's just like, well, it's like a marmot surveying the prairie. <laughs> he's very marmot-esque, where he's like but, the uh, prairie dogs. They're cute. But he's also very... Uh, well, he's scary looking if you don't know who he is. He's scary, though, too. Yeah, like he comes in there kind of like, almost like the Terminator. Like he's walking and, oh, oh, psh, like he's, psh, you're in his crosshairs now. I have spotted him. Exactly. And then the other moment with Flea that's so great is at, uh, where is it? Stand by, stand by. Oh, I didn't put the time down. Anyway, it's right before they drop the marmot into the tub. So... What's his name? Stellan Skarsgård, Peter Sarsgård, Peter O'Toole, the Uli Kunkel, drops the marmot into the tub. Just watch Flea's face, especially right before he releases the marmot. Watch him. <laughs> he's like, mm. he's just kind of, you're about to see something happen here. It's like he knew it was going to happen. And he kind of, his lips kind of spread apart. And his eyes kind of become wide without getting wide. You know how you can, like, you kind of leave. It's almost like you open your eyelids from the inside to get that really wild thousand-yard stare. Those are my two, two most excellent flea moments here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, flea definitely throws himself into this part. In a way that's just perfect, right? Because we need something over the top here. I mean, it's not enough that we have a ferret getting thrown into the bathtub. Yeah. We gotta have Are a we... little flea yeah. action. 
and then like shit. so 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 just think of all well let's we talk about Flea, like all these guys right when when peter stormare uli there comes, he is like around the corner then it's not peter o'toole at all no peter stormare yep that's him he comes said. like he's he has like this hood on dressed in black but he has like the white stripes and there's something just about again like his gait he has a very European gait. He does have a European gait. And he comes in with his European gait and he's, his... He's kind of doffed punky a little bit in that get-up, too, isn't he? You know, I wouldn't say... Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, imagine I agree, him, ultimately. I wouldn't have said that, but now that you said it, yeah. Imagine, imagine this now. Around the world, around the world. And he's going up and down a stage in that get-up. I could see it. Well, what's the other guy wearing? I don't know. He's wearing... Is it a cricket outfit? <laughs> I don't know what a cricket outfit may be, only because I don't know. But I mean... So it's like zipped up, but like... Yeah, like there's these... There's metal, patches or something on they it. They look like metal circles, like sewn into his vest. And it's got a really high collar with his extremely long neck. He's got the longest neck of almost anyone I've ever seen, I think. Do you see this? 55, 34. Look at how, look at the size of his neck, the, the length of his neck. It's enormous. It's six inches long from like collarbone to chin, easily. Maybe more. I mean, on one hand, these guys are just. They're stupid and unintimidating once you know who they are. But right. in this context, they're so strange yes. and doing things that you can't understand. And again, it's fear is the strongest emotion and you don't understand them. And that leads to fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hatred. That's the dark side. It's almost like they were at, chilling at their pad and were like, okay, we're going to have to go intimidate this guy. Go into, let's go into the closet and find the most intimidating outfits we can. <laughs> like something black and... Let's color like, coordinate. Okay. Well, I don't have anything black. I have a navy cricket fencing outfit. That'll work. And he's like, I have these weird workout pants with the white stripe. <laughs> these boots have buckles on them. That's intimidating. Like, yeah, it's just this weird mix, like, on all of them. When... When you park it at 5535, and I'd, I don't really want to go back right now, because we've been in this bathroom before, and we've examined this ceiling fixture, this light in the ceiling before. But as I look at it, there's obviously the bare light bulb kind of hanging down off the wire. But if you look in the center of that, like the part that actually attaches to the ceiling, the round part that's against the ceiling it looks like they have added extra lighting material of some sort into there doesn't it i, I mean think is that just a reflection just off of something the light from that light i mean that's awfully bright like it's completely blown out not only the bulb but the round part and it's like they had flexible lighting tubing that they shoved in there to give it some more kick and i don't i'm tempted to go back Maybe I'll just go back. I'm going to go back. Yeah, see, in the earlier scene, when he's getting his face dunked in the toilet, Brad, 
it is not bright like that. It's completely different. F- four minutes, 22 seconds. I can't believe that it's been that long. This used to be all farmland as far as the eye could see, Brad. Old man Peabody owned all of this. Had this crazy idea about breeding pine trees. But if you look at four minutes and 22 seconds, that light is hanging way farther down, and there's no brightness on the actual mount. This is right after the blonde treehorn thug has released him from the toilet and thrown him to the floor. We see the ceiling, and the light, first of all, is hanging way farther down, and the actual fixture that's mounted to the ceiling isn't bright at all. And in our current minute, minute 56, it is uh, insanely bright, as if they put extra lighting stuff in there. So my first reaction... Is to disagree, I know. Is to disagree. Well, my first reaction is that is simply... um, Yes. That that's simply a uh, that's simply just the light hitting from that bulb, that bare bulb hitting that whiteness that's only several inches from it. It's just blown out. There's just too much light on it from that bulb. I understand that possibility, uh, and I'm not saying I totally disagree with it. It is a possibility, but it what looks I like will, a little too much. What I will say that is also to to uh to perhaps uh put more fuel here to my argument is if you look in the same scene you're looking at Peter Stormare is in focus yes the guy with the cricket bat cricket bat is pretty soft so this this is open this is open very wide okay so the light from that bare bulb is definitely could definitely be throwing that much light. This is not a reflective surface on this ceiling mount. You know, and I'm looking now back at 422 and I'll just say that the um the bare bulb is facing a different direction. So there's that too. So not only is it farther away, but it's facing like a hundred degrees the wrong direction. But there's nothing reflective about this ceiling mount. It's like matte plastic. I don't think anything needs to be reflective about it. Although the more white it is, it might be the most. Yeah, it, it wouldn't just be matte plastic and be this bright. It's just way too bright. I don't know. I think you could put anything several inches from a bare light bulb like that, and it's going to get blown out. Put it next to your face and take a picture. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, but the shape of the mount's different. It's way too bright, so maybe they put something... They might have put, like, aluminum foil in there. Who knows? To, like... This is probably a kicked-up wattage bulb here. You know, it's probably like a 500-watt bulb or something, so they could get this extra kick. When the the dude was getting his head dunked and we were looking at this fixture, didn't we feel that, like, there was a... They had mounted a light there? 
like a like a like some sort of piece of lighting equipment. Well, I'm talking about the shot where you can literally see the bulb. See it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's other stuff going on, obviously, in this space. Because they rebuilt this, you know, this, this is a set in here. They shot the outside at that address on Venezia Boulevard right, right. or whatever it was. But this is a set, so, Well, you even know. this shot we're looking at, looking up at the three yeah, there's nihilists. Light like, they everywhere. don't have, there's, someone's not, there's not a camera in the bathtub, probably. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, there could be. I don't know. I don't have enough experience no, to really know if they're that's... standing on boxes on Apple boxes and they're shooting up. But yeah, there's other lights. Otherwise, you know, if the only light in this place, besides a few candles along the bathtub, is this bulb, you wouldn't see their faces, especially if it's blowing out that ceiling fixture yeah. that much, you know? So obviously this is a set that they have lit and made it look just so. So that's fine. But I'm just saying it's the shape of the thing's a little different. It's too bright up there. The bulbs face in a different way, etc., etc. Yeah, things are different. Things I'm not are different. Argue that. Yeah, it's just and it just seems too bulky up in there. Like there's other stuff there. This kind of crumply stuff, which is not a problem. Like fine, you know, do that. Anyway, I love how the nihilists are like casually chit chatting as they enter the bathroom. <laughs> mm hmm. I can't hear what they're saying. Maybe you could enlighten us, but it's kind of like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I, well, there's, there's not subtitled at all. It doesn't even ah. say like indistinct chatter or anything like that. But I did notice that lis listening to it, you know, again, with the, I, to, I listened to it with headphones on watching this minute and, Never noticed that before, but yeah, there's this weird, these this weird indistinct, it's just chatting sound, <laughs> like. But they're not freaking out. They're not like, eh, where is he? Let's go. You know, it's just kind of like, eh, blah, 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 which just adds to their weirdness. Right. It's a know? very weird sound. It's a very weird murmur because they're basically perfectly calm the entire time. <laughs> they're just they're not worked up they yeah. bash some things but it's just like okay we go in we hit some things we walk into the tub and we drop the ferret they're just like totally rolling with it and then we got um another close-up of the toilet when the ferret comes in and we oh, look yeah. down and it's like ooh, that's nasty if ever we thought that Maybe the toilet wasn't quite as nasty as we initially thought it was. No, it's worse. It's horrible. Like, just the grime on it. I don't even know how you make a toilet. Like, you production design a toilet to look this awful. Like, it's really bad. It's bad. Ugh. What is it? And there's, like, there's even, like, little clean parts. Which make the dirty parts look even worse, you know? Like where a foot is scraped against it or something, and it's like, ugh. So, and it's, you know what, it's not, it, this is a little, you could construe this as an error, but the, it hasn't been caulked. Like, the edge hasn't been caulked at all. There's not even old caulk on there. Because they probably just put it there. 
you know. And it's yeah. And it's facing off at an angle against these tiles. Which is kind of weird because the tiles come to the tiles? Are the tiles off? They wouldn't be offset like that. They should be I'm, straight on. Or I'm they are sure offset. Well, they're they're diagonal. You know, if you want yeah, to make a room tiles. look fancier, and I don't know, it gives the illusion of more space, you put them at a diagonal. And they actually are, so all right. Good. Nice work, nice work. Give the props. Yeah, so, and you would, I believe, yes, you would caulk the edge of that toilet. Prevent water from going underneath there when it splashes out of the tub. Hey. Hey. You're here. I'm here. Wait. We're having technical difficulties, man. My daughter's probably FaceTiming with some girl from Austin. That's, prob that's probably it. I had to guess. I was saying, I'm not sure what you were saying over the last... I stopped saying anything, because you were uh, talking, so I didn't even try. Yeah. So, all right, I'll just cut back to where yeah. we were there, which was, you would caulk underneath that toilet. You would caulk, and it might be to old and... To prevent water from getting under there. Right. It would be old and gnarly, and probably most of it would be gone by now, but there would be some left. There'd be caulk residue left. Well, maybe he just, you know, inst like installed this thing himself, right? His old toilet broke. He had to get a new one. He's not going to be paying a handyman to do it. I still... The toilet would go in the same place on the floor, so you'd still see, like, he's not going to spend two hours like meticulously using a razor blade to scrape up all the yeah, caulk remnants true. you know trust me i've been on a floor trying to scrape up caulk and it's like yeah fuck it that's true you know? that's true you just leave it and i'm a you know i don't even like to think about that like i would spend the time but then at some point you just gotta say eh, it's too much work for not enough return dude ain't gonna do it so, I, I really want to, I've been kind of putting it off. I want to get to the, uh... Yes. <laughs> Which is something that I never, I'm going to say again, I'm not taking notice of that until I was, again, watching this minute with the headphones on, really paying attention. <laughs> That's quite some sound the dude makes. That's about the sound you'd make, though, if a marmot gets dropped into the... the bathtub with your naked self near your yeah. junk i mean the dude is making all kinds of noise he is making this weird shrieking yeah panic ah, ah. Ah. which he that's his kind of go-to when he's panicking but, this, but then right at the end i think the marmot starts working its way up closer to his torso because he's kind of if you look at it he's almost like fending it off with his toes like them like like as the marmot gets closer to him he's kind of like with his toes right Toes from his right, toes from his left, like doop, doop, like a, almost a ballet, hitting this this marmot, keeping it away from him, and then but he doesn't he want to hurt it. You know, he could just like kill it. You know, like beat it. You know, and it's kind of like the nihilists understand he's not a brutal person. He kind of knows, to some degree, they're not a brutal people. All they did was drop a ferret in the bathtub, but so he doesn't want to just like break the ferret's neck. But at the same time, it's like, get away from my penis, <laughs> you know? Right. 
It's like your little, I can feel your little claws working your way up my inner thigh and they're getting closer and get away, you know? And, yeah. And so once the marmot makes its way or ferret, whatever you want to call it, what have you. Farmit. Farmit makes its way past this barrier, this like toe ballet defense he had going on. Then he switches from his like shrieking to the <laughs> maybe it tickles a little bit. <laughs> it's it's what's described by the subtitles as panicked stammering. Panicked stammering. Yes, and the shrieking. Looking at it again, stammering or yammering. Stammering. Panicked stammering. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so I'm not sure. So you know how when they do subtitles, they'll like offset them, like have one to the left and one to the right. Like for, so, so the person talking on the left, the subtitles right, are right. on the left, right? Mm -hmm. When it says shrieking, it is off to the left, which is where the dude is in the frame. Right, right. So it makes me wonder if the shrieking is supposed to be his shrieking, not the shrieking of the, the marmot. The farmit. And then when it says panic stammering, it's at the same point, the same place on the, in the frame where it said shrieking, I, that, I, that slightly I, left offset. You know, I describe panic yammering more to the dude and shrieking more to the farmit. Well, panic the stammering is definitely stammering. Sorry, stammering. Panic stammering is definitely the dude. Yeah, that's the g -g 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 -g. like as like, soon as he makes that sound, it's panic stammering. <laughs> it's the tiny shrieking, little claws tickling your shrieking. inner thigh near your sack. Oh, it's, ah, might be nibbling. Maybe you're feeling its whiskers. Oh goodness, maybe it took a little little test nibble. Oof. It's bad. So, <laughs> what does the farmit say? Sorry. It sounds more like a monkey at some points, too. Like when it's coming in and they're leading it in on the leash, and it's like. <laughs> Do ferrets make that noise or farmits? Sounds like a monkey. It is like some squeaking. Hard to say. Oh, you know, I was wrong though. You do they, it does subtitle them. It's just kind of it says it a little earlier. Oh, what is what it do says they say? Chattering. Oh, they don't actually give it to you. They just say chattering. I mean when they're walking in. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I originally said it doesn't say anything, but okay. I'm just gonna correct that. I prefer yeah, chit chatting. It does but... say chattering. We'll but that's chattering. the thing, like with the subtitles, like because I never process, I never heard any chattering there. You got no, really there's paying too attention. much going on. There's too much going on. And then okay, um, so I'm gonna go back to the shrieking. The shrieking, well, the, the shrieking is the of dude. the farm. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I am neglecting my duties here, looking at the subtitles. So you're saying the the panicked, stammering, and the shrieking are both the dude. Yes. Because As, here's the thing about this, at, though. The, the farmit is shrieking also, even though it's submerged, and it's, these shrieks yes. are coming, like, like firing out at us cleanly and crisply, like pristinely, kind of like uh, Thurston or something. 
but he's underwater mostly, so you wouldn't get it that clean like that. But you can hear the the farmit shrieking too. It's so I believe it describes the sound that the marmot is making as squealing. Yeah, all right. So here's what it does. It you it he, Uli picks it up and it says snarling. It will then it does he throws snarl. it in the water and then it's you see the dude and it says shrieking. Then it cuts to the marmot and it says squealing. Then it cuts back to the then it says, okay, then it's where's the money, Lebowski? We wants the money. Then it says shrieking. Then there's panic stammering. So, so there are all kinds of different descriptive ways to describe the words here. Squealing, panic stammering, shrieking. Well snarling. Snarling. Snarl. I was gonna almost say grumbling because and this was during my eyes closed um headphone listening. At 56.31, right when he picks it up, it overlaps with nice marmot. It sounds like a goat. <clears throat> right at 50, sorry, 55.31. What minute are we in again? 55.31. Right when the dude says nice marmot, if you listen to the, what the marmot or the farmit says, it goes, it sounds like a friggin' sheep or a goat or something. <clears throat> they... Simply used a lot of different animals. Oh, tons of different animals. That's all I'm saying is like very little of this is actually farm it sounds. This is like goats, monkeys, uh, probably like cockatiels, you know, but it's effective. <clears throat> it's kind of like when Thurston had his man mumbles. Remember that? When they just got oh, yes. Stu to come in? They just recorded a goat going <coughs> yep but that's sound design you know doesn't matter if it's accurate it matters if it's effective we said we'd keep it short we lied still relatively short Relati- minute, it, an if, hour 16 if we can clean clean up the last little dregs here sweep them out the door Real quick, then we could um, let let's do it. We could do it. So let me see. Uh, I had more dude cavalulousness, but that was him not reacting to them coming into the apartment. I think we covered that. Um, I have some links here, but I don't think we need to cover them. We we'll just uh, we'll release those at different times during the week. So we don't even need to worry about that. But I do have at least uh, one more thing here. All right. We'll call this, I don't know what question it is, Brad. I got another question for the quiz. All right, let's throw another quiz. You get bonus points for this because you've listened all the way to the end. (laughs) Right, right. How many strikes does the dude throw throughout the film, through the whole film? Ah. How many strikes does the dude throw throughout the film? I know the answer to this one. You better know the answer to this one. But if you, dear, sweet, precious listener, know the answer, go to gutterballs.tv, hit the contact form. And uh, that's question number something. I don't know. 
It's 16. The previous one was 15. So part of the quiz is to know what number question it is, but really it doesn't matter. And, uh... Ready? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you held out pretty good. I was concerned <coughs> about you. When, oh, you know, man, I just couldn't. I couldn't make it to the end, though. Well, it just wasn't going to hold. I know, but you did so good. I was trying. You did so good, Brad. I'm just right. proud of you, man. Yep, I did it. I'm proud of you. You. I'm committed. <laughs> you, you know, that's a, not a, a lot of nice uh, lubrication to swab the... <laughs> Next time on Gutter Balls. Lucky they left the uh, tape deck, though, in the credence.